Evening, everybody. It's about nine o'clock. Welcome to What's on Joe Mind. You just missed Joe Colton's painful gas sounds. But as they say, pre-show is the best show. Uh, but be, be sure to join us for the rest of the show after you listen to our kick-ass theme song. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome to What's On Joe Mind. I'm your host, Mike Irizarry. We are a fan cast about the world of G.I. Joe. How's everybody doing this evening? It's Friday. Long weekend. It's exciting. <laughs> I, I got a two-month weekend. All right. We're going to take intros a little bit out of order today, uh, in order of length of things to talk about. Uh, but joining me here in the top row, he's the former head of marketing for the G.I. Joe brand at Hasbro. It's the Hunt Show, Mark Weber. That's what I'm talking about. And I'm just happy to be part of the Horseman reunion that we got going yeah. on tonight. That's what I'm, full strength, full power. If everybody's on the show, it must be time for a tier list. Oh, Because oh. right. when we're when one of us is missing, it's the fans who have a tier list. It's laying it on thick there. Right? Dad joke. Dad joke. Get used to it. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, Below the honcho there, bottom right, he just been released from uh, That's it. from the penitentiary for a couple of months. <laughs> it's the first day of summer vacation for Racktime Rob. Woohoo! Yeah. Oh, freedom! It <laughs> should be a there's, song. There's some years where uh, getting to the end of the school year is just like sprinting to the exits in a burning building. First day of summer means he's staying up and watching Letterman live. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Except there's no talk show worth watching anymore. Yeah. It's uh, true. It's true. Sometimes, sometimes Jimmy. Yeah, his shows. Which just, Jimmy? Any one of them. They're, they're just one. made. They're just made for YouTube. No, Fallon. Fallon is an abomination. He's, he's got some some good skits, but not. No, like, no, no. I like Jimmy. I like Jimmy Kimmel. Kimmel's good. I like Kimmel. Yeah, Kimmel's good. I, I could put up with Kimmel, but Fallon, Fallon needs to. No, he needs to be fired. Fallon played with Trump's hair on air, and then was like, "Wasn't me." Ooh. Yeah, Just, uh, we still don't forgive him for whatever role he had in Conan O'Brien losing that game. Yeah, for oh. Team Coco. Yeah, here at the. Yeah. I didn't know that. I don't think he Did had. Did he an have a part in it, or was it just no. like he was well, just the we ran, Yeah, I was going to say. I, well, we ran Leno's. Leno's dying, and we ran Conan off. Now, what do we have? But it's guilt yeah. by association. Mm. I guess. And then, uh, of course, our 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 host with the most to talk about here in the intro segment. She's the co-hostess with the co-hostess. It's the queen of GI Joe cosplay. It's Joe Colton. Everyone, bottom line. Hi, everybody. You're loud. Tonight. You are fired up. I am. I've had like a lot of caffeine today. I was so wired that I shut like all three of my laptops down from work 
and forgot to sign my timesheet. So I had to go and I went into the bedroom to relax just to like snooze. And I woke up from my nap and I was like, I forgot to sign my, my timesheet. Oh my God. And then it's like end of month. So I'm like racing back in and it's a long weekend. So yeah, I was wired. And then she rode her Peloton bike for two hours and she doesn't have a Peloton bike. <laughs> she's hopped she's hopped up on monkeypox vaccine Les is very concerned <laughs> yeah well I think that's just the standard operating procedure is that Wes is concerned yeah, yeah. I mean kind of yeah, I was yeah. going to say that's his natural state isn't it I would say his doomsday clock's at 11.30 probably like normal <laughs> more like 11.47 and right. he's like what right I don't think he has a DEFCON 1, right? Uh, Not anymore. Yeah. I feel like I have him on edge so much now that he's just like, oh, this is status quo. Like, I can just relax now. Well, at least that was my plan and how to train him. (laughs) How's that going? Great. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, Fulton. (laughs) Yeah. You have already had a a fascinating and Run and frolic filled evening. Tell everybody why. Uh, the, tonight. Tonight, yeah. I, I, oh, I watched Obi Wan and oh Stranger weren't, Things. weren't Weren't you in, in a video that premiered this evening? Was I? No, that was me. Oh my god. That was me and my new it star. Wasn't, no, it, it premiered. The thing I the the fan series premiered on Wednesday. Oh my god! So just the the updates I've been getting are off. Okay, my bad. <laughs> I was like, uh, "What did I do tonight?" All right, that's on me. That's on me. <laughs> I wasn't like I wasn't even looking. I didn't see a time or a date. I just saw <laughs> until today, and then it was like, "Oh well, today it's seven, so <laughs> come on with us at nine, and then it'll all." So yeah. any regardless of me getting the day completely wrong. Yeah. I, I've totally watched. Can you tell? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so I uh we're so I am part of a fan film series for the Orville, and we're doing a obviously a fan film, but it's a series, not not a film, and we're on episode three. So you can go to the Smoke 007 on YouTube and take a look. I am a captain of a uh, ship called the Starliner and I has I has I'm very sarcastic. It has moods. <laughs> Imagine that. Did you, did you do any research for this role? Right. <laughs> <laughs> really some out of the box <laughs> casting on this one. No, I'm uh, I'm really caring and like uh so my friend Eric is the 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 main protagonist and uh, I'm his bestie. And I'm the straight shooter bestie with a little sarcasm. <laughs> so, is is William the the bestie that gets killed in in a space battle? <laughs> so he is. Uh, he is the first officer <clears throat> on Eric's ship. Okay. So yeah, so, it's called the Eisenberg. Uh, we named it after Aaron Eisenberg from Star Trek. So he's uh, he's the one that gets to pull William out of still water. Yes. All right. Yes. Yeah. Save him from his bathtub. He he does. So William on the show 
kind of mimics William in real life. All right. Even puppets are attracted to him. That's all I'm going to say. I was going to say something, but I might get in trouble. I'll let it go. Mm, no, we like William, so I don't want to say <laughs> yeah. something that might be construed as hateful. Nope. That's a no, lot. it's yeah. not. It, it's like actual love. puppet, like uh, Muppets, like hand puppets, Muppets. <laughs> right. Like, like no, we followed you. We, we understood everything about what you just said. Yeah. It's, it, we're just, you know, okay. We weren't confused by the idea of a puppet nope. being on the show. No, nope. that's the trouble with Tribbles, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's actually gonna. Yeah, it's gonna. It's it's interesting. Well, that ep that's episode two. Episode three is uh, it focuses more um, on war and uh, effects of war and um, uh, comrades and uh, some PTSD. So, so we will we will get a link for that up in in the comments once we're done here tonight. Uh, but please. Okay. Uh, once we're through, head on over to the Smoke 007 and uh, catch out uh, check check out both previous parts and the new as of Wednesday part <laughs> three that uh, are, among others our very own Joe Colton. And let me know what you guys think. Like, thank you. I, I've enjoyed I enjoyed the first two parts, so yeah. I, I'm sure I will enjoy part three. Did you see the puppet episode? Again, I'm I'm trying to be a good person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like why he's, that's why he's plugging your damn show right now. Right. Yep. There. Look, you've you've known me for for many years now, right? Like, if there wasn't a camera on, if this wasn't being recorded for posterity, there would be, be jokes. We would, yeah. yeah, there would there would be jokes, but there's a camera on, and yeah. some sense of decorum must Ooh. be maintained. It's and really. William is not present because, as you know, the best abuse happens face to face. Right. Yes. I am not. A, yes. I don't talk behind people's back. I, no. I no. That's, no. What, I, that's what I'm here for. So <laughs> I, I will tell you guys. Like I had very few uh, scenes with William, but um, he. It's better than him being attracted to yeah. That is that is words of wisdom from Mr. Sean Russell. Yes. Yes. That is excellent. Well done, sir. I uh, I do look forward to him getting uh, his spot in uh, in the the series. So, yeah. Good deal. Good deal. And that's uh, that wraps up the plug the damn show portion of our evening. Yes. Mm -hmm. So good night, everybody. See ya. It's not quite time yet. We got a lot left to do. Oh. Did uh. One left. <laughs> okay. Nicole, do you have a question? I was I was gonna say uh, I I don't know for local or people coming in, but there's going to be uh, a giveaway for AwesomeCon tickets uh, starting tomorrow. And if you just you have to go on to Instagram, on so to... Wait, let's let's hold off on that till we get to the okay. AwesomeCon part of community calendar. Well, I didn't know. Spoiler. Nobody since since nobody who is on the official Awesome Con guest list ever told me that that was happening. I just June found 14th. out. <laughs> since 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 the you know the people that have this on their schedule for months in advance did not I said Awesome Con did not actually said, say hey 
let's get this on community calendar. I said awesome you know. con. I sent you a list. I think you thought you said awesome Kong. And that's different. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Kong it's, is different. She yeah. retired. She retired. He was awesome though. I gotta yeah. gotta give credit where credit's due. She was pretty yeah. incredible. Yeah, big deal. But okay. you, you have to say that you know awesome Kong would not be the last, you know, Godzilla versus Kong movie. No, that was not awesome. What no, it? it was stupid. It's okay. Godzilla still wins. <laughs> but what's the real important? losers are the people who had to watch it. Right. <laughs> what what's important is is that Rob's not bitter. No. Are you a Kong fan? You like gorillas? I, no, I saw it at home and it was just terrible. It was just a bad movie. Rob, Rob saw it at home and still walked out of the theater. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really did. Yeah. But, uh, I, if, I, I started. I literally. There's a giant dinosaur thing and a giant monkey fighting on film. I started my laundry. I didn't care. That's if, you're watching that us on, if you're watching us on Facebook tonight, be sure to give us some kind of an emoticon. Give us a thumbs up. Give us a heart. Give us a little huggy guy. We love little huggy guy. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, thank you. The the number one thing you can do to support us is like the channel on YouTube. So please, uh, if you're on Facebook, head on over at some point and subscribe. Uh, like the video, uh, come on back, leave a comment once we're done. Do all those cool YouTube things because uh, we really appreciate it. We're, we're still trying to grow this. We had, had some good traction this week for the first time in a while. So thank you to everybody who's new. Uh, and thank you, of course, to everybody who's been with us the whole time. We, we do really appreciate it. So uh, what do you say now that we've wasted a good quarter hour of everyone's time? Mm-hmm. You move into community calendar. Yes. There's a Comic-Con or a toy show. What's on your mind? Wants to know? Tell Mike, Mark, and Joe. Community Calendar. That's an advance. There's there's a, a lot of lag because we got some weather over here. So if things cut out, we're sorry. Oh, man. If it cuts out out there, it's the Joe and Mark show again. She's getting in the car. We'll vi- we'll send a postcard from Oz. Wes, right. keep it keep the engine running. <laughs> it's always good to have a getaway driver. Maybe we'll have William drive tonight. He, oh, oh my god. god. Just to get more views. Jesus. We we could play 20 questions with him. <laughs> so anyways. Here's the question. Are you gonna stop at that red light, William? <laughs> yield! Bye. Yield! Take, take, take. <laughs> Signs point to no. No. Yes. Ah, ah! <laughs> what is what is what is this yield to say? That's the thumbnail of on, on that episode. Ah! Right. <laughs> That's why William gets in so many car accidents because oh he yields to no man. Oh, he's one of those guys that explosions happen after him, oh, and he's like, "Oh, look at that! There's like this big ball of fire." Wonder what happened this. to cause that? Right, as he drives towards the camera in slow motion. <laughs> Smiling. <laughs> wind, wind blowing his hair. So good. It's uh, so anyways, first first show is tomorrow, or Sunday rather. Uh Sunday the 29th. That is the Yo G.I. Joe Collectors Toy Show in, in Orlando, Florida. Um a, a good number of shows just dedicated to G.I. Joe. We've got a, a terradrome on display, we've got a flag on display. Uh, be sure to check them out on Facebook if you need more details. That'll be there from nine to three on Sunday. 
Yeah, get there early before that little redheaded bastard sinks the flag with his night ray in. <laughs> yeah, that's my boy. It might be actually. Mark Mark Weber Jr. Yeah, that might have been me. And next up, of course, Awesome Con that we just found out about. Uh, that is uh, the week following, June 3 to 5. You can find out more at awesome-con.com. That is at the Walter E. Washington Center in Washington, D.C. Is is uh, Walter E. Washington, is that the guy they named Washington, D.C. after, Joe Colton? No. Yeah, I don't think so. Thanks, no. for, thanks for selling the joke, Joe Colton. No. <laughs> I, I'm horrible at jokes. Why would, why would you want me to be your hey, wingman? You, you want to hear a big joke? <laughs> ah, never mind. <laughs> Joe, your Maeve is incredible. <laughs> Looks just like her. Right? So... So usually when I reveal a new one, I don't put the photo up. Yeah. However, people were asking and they're, we're doing a whole group thing. So okay. there's going to be a, a boys uh, group and I'm Queen Maeve because I'm tall. Yeah, you are tall. Being used uh, for my height. Guests include Haley Atwell, Anthony Daniels, Giancarlo Esposito, Melissa Joan Hart, Fred Van Lenty, former G.I. Joe writer, yep. uh, Timothy Zahn, and of course Joe Colton, and many, many, many more guests. Uh, please head over to that website and uh, to check it all out because there's a ton of them. I got to say, that Awesome Con website is about the best con website I have encountered. Mm -hmm. They it also. I dig it. So I didn't know this. I found this out today, but there's an entire, like, panel section dedicated to science and space okay neat which i didn't even know and so now like i'm like can i just go to the panels and they're like no you're guesting <laughs> well this also lets us you know we should start up a contest which of the people on the guest list will get joe colton too much liquor yeah i hope it's Haley atwell that'd be a hell of a story I feel like she and I could probably drink, but I feel like she's not a big drinker. Yeah. Although Giancarlo, I think is. But um, I bet he's even a cool drunk, right? Yeah. Like I just yeah. think he, I think he's cool falling downstairs. Probably, I think he's cool. Uh, you know, tying his shoes. He's look, just got that down. Michael Rooker is. I've drank with him. I bet he can put it down. Oh yeah. All I know about Giancarlo Esposito is when, when Giancarlo Esposito shows up, shit's about to go down. Right. <laughs> so that's, every Didn't time it? when when he showed up in the Mandalorian, yes. I actually I paused it and went, Oh shit. Right. And so now every time he comes on screen in anything, I'll pause it and go, Oh shit. No, I'm not He's gonna a name great the, actor. I'm yes, not gonna name the show because I don't want to spoil anything. But didn't he once get blown up, adjust his, and then adjust his tie before he died? Yes. Did he? Yeah, I was pretty sure that was him. Yeah, no, he's fantastic. So uh, Friday, June third, as as everybody pointed out, you're doing Mave. Yeah. And then Saturday, June fourth, uh, traditional Wonder Woman or movie Wonder Woman, rather. Yeah. And then on Sunday, uh, you're dressed as somebody who is about to attack the person that broke into your room. <laughs> That no, looks that's like a, uh, Star Trek that's Discovery. Your, that's yeah. your from Discovery. Yes, I, yeah. I so I made a Maggie little, and I made a scant. You're a, you're a little intense in that picture. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> I know. 
she's probably just having to deal with Star Trek fans complaining about Discovery. Actually, I wore a scant, and they were like, did you know that, like, they only really had it, like, for a couple of... And I was like, I don't care. I just want to wear a dress that I made with Maggie. I'm a little surprised that it's Wonder Woman after Maeve. Uh, because the boys is premiering, like, the boys group is premiering all their costumes uh, on that Friday. On Friday? So, oh, okay, yeah. that makes sense. Because the basic rule is, you know, once you go red, you never go back. Right. I mean, it would be nice if one of these cons you'd show up in a G.I. Joe costume and maybe plug the damn show. But Yes. It, it I did plug the damn show on my bio for this con. That's true. That's true. I guess. And if you go to the phenomenal website for Awesome Con, you, you would see <laughs> that is true. And I'm not lying about that, okay? That website, that is the easiest to work website I have ever encountered for a convention. That is fantastic. Really? I know you know them. I know you know the awesome con people, and I want you to pass that along. That that website okay. is great. All right. For I, tell, um, the, tell, my friend, tell the my people friend Mike, who has no ability to get to this show, <laughs> wants you to know wants you to know that your website is phenomenal. See, I thought they were going to do a virtual part as well this year. That would have been cool to yeah, have maybe. some. Yes. Apparently, a lot. Not. We're plugging a lot of Joe Colton products today. I know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Coming up next, Joe Colton uh, brand ginger ale. It's extra dry. It's extra dry. Extra. It's extra Canadian. <laughs> Open up the can and just powder comes out. <laughs> Puff of smoke. Just ground ginger. Oh, God. Just, just dead water. Mazel tov. <laughs> Honestly, if anybody should get a ginger ale sponsorship on new cars. Right, you're kind of the guy. It, the, it would, the ginger. Silly not ginger. to. Yep. Silly not to. But uh, moving forward, our next show, of course, uh, we've learned about the last couple of weeks because these people can send me emails. Uh, thanks, to Doug Yellow. Uh, that's Dallas-Fort Worth G.I. Joe and Action Figure Show. Punch that's you in the dick. <laughs> June 10th, 11th, and 12th. Look, honey, don't do me any favors. I hate you right now. That <laughs> <laughs> is at the Grapevine Convention Center in Grapevine, Tech, just outside the scenic Dallas area. God. But, uh, you can find out more from them on, on Facebook. You can also email them at dfwjoehost at gmail.com, as you can see there in the picture. Uh, but Dallas-Fort Worth G.I. Joe Collectors Club is a, a big presence on Facebook. So if you need to know more about this show, that's a great place to get your information. Is this the same one that the uh, G.I. Joe Museum is connected with, or no? I, I think it was. I'd have to go back and, and look. Okay. All right. This show's been going a long time, so it, yeah, makes, yeah. it makes sense if it, if it did. If, yeah. All right. I know I they, like they, they, start, they started doing this show around the same time we started doing CoilCon, and that was a long time ago. So. You're aging yourself. Don't tell yeah. people how old you are. I didn't. I said a long time ago. I'm people. The people already know that I am 86 years old. But you look fantastic. I gotta say, I look, I look amazing for 86. You, thank you. you do. Yeah, when you when you hit 87, though, you got yeah that just for men stuff. I mean, you got a little, little salt in, man. At 87. Come look, on. man. The, the the I don't have gray hair. I have the occasional white hair. Mm -hmm. So when this goes, it's gonna be like Bob Barker. Like oh really. <laughs> It's not a bad look, man. Also, no, it's not I'm, a bad look at all. I'm, so pretty, not... I'm pretty excited for it, to be honest. 
No silver fox or just white? It It, it is just like the white hairs that I get are just gleaming white. Oh. It's, yeah. Think about the Magneto cosplay options. Oh, Absolutely. It's going to be good. I can be Magneto at the subway or something. <laughs> Still mad that it's Magneto. Magneto. So I read it as Magneto my whole life growing up. Really? And then, yeah, well, he's not the master of magnetism, uh, <laughs> is he? He's the master of magnets. And it, one of the best villains ever, and his last half of his name is Nito. Nito. <laughs> the problem. Oh, man. my God, you just made me snort. The problem. <laughs> When the X-Men movie came out, they're like, he's Magneto. And I'm like, he's oh, no. Super Nito. Oh, no. I've been I've said it wrong my whole life. <laughs> and it's awful. But okay. Canon, apparently. So I'll, I'll uh, Diana Davis wants us to know that uh, there's a tiny show going on in her neck of the woods. I forgot to tell us about. Uh, she's going tomorrow. It's called Celebration. It's a Lionel Richie con. <laughs> <laughs> so absolutely correct that is the biggest yep. line richie con in the in the lower 48 states they do have a bigger one in alaska but um have a great time Lionel, absolutely Lionel. oh yeah. that's like like a mecca place like you go there and you get lost okay and you have fistfights over John Favreau Mandalorian figures. <laughs> Yay! And I like society. I like John Favreau, but strangely enough, they're from his film Chef. Didn't try real hard on the exclusive, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah. Like this year's exclusive? Yeah, isn't just Favreau's head on a Mandalorian body? I I think it's the on that that heavy. The heavy gunner Mandalorian body, like the. Ham. Well, he yeah. is a he is a heavier guy. He's not yeah, gonna be like Mando. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're like subpar. Yeah. All right, Chris, 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 it's Happy effort. Hogan. It's Happy Chris, Hogan with a dark saber accessory. Chris right. Chris Farney has a, a piece of information for us. There's oh. a 12 inch museum in Oklahoma, not affiliated with our DFW show, not officially anyway. Okay. So oh, yeah. okay. If that's Dal what you're about, there you go. Dallas wouldn't be affiliated with Oklahoma anyway. Oh, Oklahoma. There's, there's some rivalry there. Right. And, of course, winding up community calendar tonight, uh, the Tampa Bay Toy Expo. That is on June 11th from 10 to 4 at the Hilton Garden Inn in Tampa. Free admission, free parking. Find out more information at tampabaytoyexpo.com. Thanks to Brad Glynn for this one. So if you're down in uh, Florida... Get on out to the Tampa Bay Toy Expo. Uh, all it's going to cost you is gas, which nice. is significant. Yeah. But, hey, it's something. Still going to outdraw the devil rays. Oh. That's not hard. That's in a low bar. Yeah. See how it retro with it, too? Devil Sir. Look, Sir. Man, you're, uh, I mean, you're, I don't know who that's a slam to because they don't have any fans. It's true. Sir. <laughs> Hey, they're winning. selling out this weekend because the Yankees are in and all the Yankee fans in Tampa are going. Stop right. winning, Tampa. No one likes you. <laughs> they're doing it out of spite. I, right. had a kid, I had a kid today ask me uh, what NFL team I like, so I told him Steelers because that's who I root for. Uh huh. And he's like, they stink. And I'm like, six rings, baby. And he's like, we have seven. And I'm like, only New England fans. 
credit for a Tampa Bay title because it was their guy that won it. Yeah. Jackass. I mean, you're seven. No, you're, you're not. arguing with like five year olds. <laughs> a sixth grader, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Hey, hey, look, kids got to learn. Yeah. Like normally, I'm I'm critical of the fans around here because when when Peyton Manning went to Denver, a lot of a lot of Colts fans suddenly found Broncos jerseys. Right. But even when the Broncos won a, a title with Peyton Manning, nobody around here claimed it as a Colts victory. Right. So kudos to Colts fans for at least not being that deluded. Yeah. Huh. Stick with your squad. Right. I you know you're rooting for laundry, sure, but. What can you do? Nope, they're just rooting for Tom. As long as Tom keeps winning. <laughs> That's no, all Tommy. He, no, won e- he won an eSports title in the offseason, so now they've got eight. What, so uh, yeah. he, he took home the, uh, the, the Homeowners Association bowling trophy, too, so they got he, nine. He won the Publishers <laughs> Clearinghouse. That's ten. <laughs> got five all I know is he had... Look, all that matters is he had two cracks at Eli, came up empty. Right. Uh, that's the point. <laughs> if the Celtics win the NBA title, that's number 11 for the Patriots. So that's good. Uh, Joe Colton, what are we what are we working on there? Um, a, like, it's part of it's in the machine. So like a Starfire costume. OK. All right. No, Star and, Sapphire. Star oh. Sapphire. Sorry. Yes. Star costumes. Starfire's a redhead. Just saying. That's true. I've I've done that costume. Just saying. And de- depending on the version, that may have even le- less fabric. Yeah, as I recall, <laughs> ain't a whole lot of fabric on that Starfire costume. I I did the uh, top and shorts. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Not the half naked version. Just, just uh, not the bachelor party version. Yeah. <laughs> All right, good. Not the one where I'm being paid to <laughs> right. entertain. Right. So, uh, you know what? I'm going to play community calendar thing one more time because it's got that weird right. picture of Joe Colton's foot. No, stop. There's a Comic Con or a toy show. What's on your mind? Wants to know. Tell Mike, Mark, and Joe. Community. Calendar. Take your word for that. And you wonder why she doesn't plan, she doesn't plug the show. There is no (laughs) visible foot in that image. No. So that is, I'm going to take that just, you know, on. That's that's the greatest piece of video video editing that I have accomplished so far. (laughs) But that leads us to the news. All right, first news item. Uh, (laughs) Well, I never. (laughs) You forget yourself, madam. Earlier this week, uh, it was leaked on the Hasbro Pulse website. Uh, Got this image from from TNI. But uh, there was a Hasbro Pulse selfie series that was being uh, showcased. It wouldn't be made available. Uh, There were all kinds of of, of base figures available with little customized heads. You can snake eyes, as you can see in the picture here, there was Iron Man, there was a Ghostbuster, uh, there was Spider-Man, there was all kinds of, all kinds of stuff available. I'll, I'll read you straight from TNI's website. Uh, not sure what to make of this strange section that temporarily appeared on the Hasbro Pulse website called the selfie section. 
From the looks of it, there appear to be figures of Hasbro's various six-inch lines, Star Wars Black, G.I. Joe Classified, Power Rangers Lightning, Ghostbusters Plasma, and Marvel Legends, where you could have a head sculpt with your own likeness put on them. Each one was listed with a uh, price of $60 each. The section was discovered under a developer link on the site, which is accessible via Google. Just do a Google search for Hasbro Selfie Series for it to come up. I don't think it's going to come up for you now. Um, what's not clear is whether this is something Hasbro is actually planning on doing or if they're just testing something on the website. The actual selfie section now appears to have been removed, but they had a number of figures listed for the various brands, including some that even indicated uh, they were going to be store exclusive to Best Buy and Walgreens. Uh, each listing had a known figure body like Snake Eyes, Iron Man, Mandalorian, and Red Power Ranger with a generic head sculpt on it. Not even sure how Hasbro could pull such a thing off as a general release, uh, which makes TNI lean towards this not being an actual product they plan to release, but who knows? Who knows indeed? Uh, but it was there for us all to see uh, for just a couple hours the other night. I, I did catch Jay's tweet about it, so I, I did get over to see it, but it was it was gone within a few minutes of that. Um, so we, we of course, uh, got our crack, crack uh, graphics team to work on that to see what that would what that would look like uh, with our sixty dollars, and this this is what we came up with. You know what? Seems legit. There you yeah. go. Not bad. Joe Although Cole, I, a bobblehead. <laughs> this is a Joe, walking candy apple. Joe, that's what my life feels like. <laughs> <laughs> Does your body get tired of carrying your gigantic head? No, my body gets tired of carrying this show. Oh. <laughs> It hasn't done that for months. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to do that for a couple of weeks for, for after this either. Time, time to go get tan on a beach. Right? Mm, Mom. So after you run back in after three seconds, what do you do the rest of right. the Right. No, that's why I'm going to the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Can't go. You don't go to the water. <laughs> you go to the beach, it's windbreaker weather. So Right. There. Yeah, solid. Their, their, their sunny season is over. Yeah, when they say the the Oregon beach is beautiful, they mean that's code for cold as hell. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> Look their, at the their, scenery. Uh, their sunbathing season was Tuesday and Wednesday, and and that's Mark it. missed it. From that was the whole thing. <laughs> Didn't they do this a couple of years ago with the Titan Hero figures? I thought they did. For like fifty <laughs> bucks, you keep your head on Iron Man or something. But no adult likes the Titan Hero figure, so it didn't go very far, as I recall. But anyway, yeah. if you want to, if you want to make this work, just order up a, put yourself on a Cobra Commander head and send in your head wearing the hood, <laughs> like a Cobra hood. Uh, and there you go, hooded Cobra Commander. Might be the only way you get it. Joe, Joe Self has an interesting statement here. This is a cool idea, but the classified. Uh, has different sized head pegs. I tried to switch Duke's head on Zartan's body and vice versa, and they don't match. So, uh, yeah, maybe there's a. I think part of that is just that Duke was in that first wave of figures, and maybe things weren't quite into place yet as far as uh, the, the standard specs. Uh, Hooded Cobra Commander 788 says, I would do this. I don't care about the body. I'll just put my head on Cobra Commander. Well, of course you would. That's Yeah, yeah it's in the name. You kind of have to, don't you? Wow, I said Hooded Cobra Commander, and poof. He appears. He appears. Right? Candyman, Candyman, Candyman. 
But uh, Matt Rubin adds, uh, there have been third-party companies that will print your head for specific six-inch figures, but they are costly. Yeah, I, you know, I thought I've seen that, and I thought that sixty-dollar tag was pretty low, especially considering the demand that some a project like this would have. So I maybe that's what they're counting on. Yeah, I, maybe make it I, up in I, volume. I don't, I, I don't know. It for for a company whose plan is to take um the the current supply line crisis and pass every single price increase along to the consumer i don't see yeah. volume as being their their mo so i mean i I'm, i don't want to criticize anything these folks are doing on the creative side because it, it's it's really uh classified has been great uh really gi joe products have been great for the last couple of years but um yeah some of this price stuff's getting a little out of control yeah. Well, I'm anyway. pretty sure the pretty sure the business plan wasn't to leak it online off your own website and gauge reaction. Yeah, I mean that's developers though; they don't care about that stuff. Just saying, sloppy. Yeah, I, it's true. True. Anyways, next news item. Do, 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 do. That's right. That's your cue. Sorry to sorry to bother you from working on other projects during the show that you know happens every week. Hey, Scott. I multitask, sir. Mm-hmm. We're in the last couple of days of Operation Recall. As uh, you can remember from uh, us having our, our good friend and former co-host Carson Metaxas on the show a few weeks back. Uh, May 31st at 11 p.m. Eastern is the deadline to get your submissions in at www.operationrecall.com. Uh, there are certain parameters you have to keep it under as far as how much material you submit, um, but they'll take anything that you want to give in regards to your idea. If you got sketches, if you have uh, character ideas, if you've written a file card, anything along those lines, uh, be sure you're, you're getting that together and, and running your final drafts because it's almost showtime. Operation Recall ends again May 31, 2022. That's big time. I love everything he's doing with the site, with his own. Yeah. Know, I won't say side hustle because it's a lot bigger than that. Right. So right. Yeah. The book, the site, uh, this project is just an, it, I mean, this it, brilliant doesn't yeah. do it justice. It's fantastic. I, 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 I do not have enough superlatives for operation recall. I do, but I don't give that stuff out for free. So, yeah, let's talk. Well, I mean, we could have, we can, we can still make this a, a super chat. No, we can't. It's too late. It's, only, it's, not a, it's, not a, it's not a super chat if Rob and I aren't echoing. <laughs> then it's a super chat. Then it's a chat. super chat. Pay yeah. for your compliments. People were like, this sucks. I may not stay. And now they're like, I wish they'd do that again. Right? <laughs> we got, look, hey, it, it got us. A three hundred dollar plus donation to World Central Kitchen, so it couldn't have been that bad. Look, man, with great with great power came no responsibility. It was awesome. No, and <laughs> and yet we handed out money anyway. Yeah. Uncle Ben was dead wrong. <laughs> Get it? Dead wrong. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we got it. Moving on. It wasn't quite that good. No. <laughs> it really wasn't, but whatever. Dock it from my pay. <laughs> right. <laughs> Next news item. 
Oh, thank you. Remember, me measure twice, cut once. That's right. Yeah, she nodded. So. Is she so gassy she has this mute? I think so. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Thanks. I think it is. <laughs> Look, we've we've had her do the next news item sound a couple times, and both mm -hmm. times she actually remembered to take herself off of mute. She's so that, you know, at least she's plugged in here. <laughs> it's much better than normal. See? Now that's why I had her on mute. <laughs> She she is gassy. Yeah, that's just a naugahyde rubbing on the chair. It'll make stuff up. <laughs> but uh, after action port uh, report uh, Kickstarter is continuing. It is funded. You're you're you can may pledge with confidence. Uh, it is running now through July fifth. Uh, so no no worries there. Get on over. Get yourself a book. Uh, heck, go back and pledge pledge enough so that you get both books. Get volume two and volume one. Uh, they are well past their goal. Uh, goal was only seven thousand dollars. They're up, up around uh, ten thousand. I'm gonna. I'm getting the exact total because I love doing tally board stuff. Right. Let's go to the tally board, Jerry. <laughs> we are at uh, with thirty nine days to go. Uh, nine thousand seven hundred fifty three dollars. So we're well past that seven thousand dollar goal. Uh, if you got in on Volume 1, get yourself Volume 2. If you missed Volume 1, just pledge to get Volume 1 and Volume 2. So go for it. Knock yourselves out. They're just waiting for a robo-skull to do a, a flyby and have a couple million dollars fall off. Right? <laughs> well, right? Yeah, you know, sure, yeah. <laughs> Drop a crate load of cash. That's it. <laughs> but uh, make sure you uh, get it... Get it uh, on your calendar, no, no big hurry. Uh, running through July fifth. Next news item. Do, 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 do. All right, call sign longbow continues uh, running through June eleven. That means we got fifteen days left. Uh, remember to go back check out uh, what's on Joe Mine two fifteen for more of the details. Again, this project is funded. We've uh, seen a couple of stretch goals get hit as well, um, and including this afternoon. And I, I went ahead, I made sure to thank uh, Troy and John for a Friday afternoon reveal. You know how I love Friday afternoon reveals, Mark Weber, right? Yep. Yeah. Like Last Super, week, I sent it to you. Like, su like Super 7's uh, Red Ninja Target thing this week? Yeah, yeah I'm just, I'm, I'm too late. <laughs> I, already down I already downloaded the slideshow. I'm done. I'm out. You guys, you guys it's, it's just a storm shout, crummy storm shadow repaint. I don't care. A lot of red ninjas lately, though, right. for, for Miss Fulton. Oh, or Mrs. Wristlock, I should I You're right, know. exactly. It's Ms. Colton or Mrs. Wristlock. Fair enough. But uh, today's reveal, of course, uh, that at $183,000, Ghost, the, the steel web infiltrator, receives a gear upgrade, becomes a deluxe figure. All Ghost figures ordered will receive this upgrade for free. Again, we have to get the total to up to $183,000 before that'll happen. And it make it pretty good pace to, to do that sort of thing. As of right this second, call sign Longbow with 15 days to go, $155,738. So it's it's more than more than doubled its original goal. And, uh, well, just about doubled its original goal. And uh, so we're comfortably in pledge with confidence. 
this is uh, this project is going to happen. It's just a matter of checking boxes on stretch goals. Uh, get your get your finances in order. Pledge this thing early so we know uh, what uh, what stretch goals are in store for us in the project going forward. Remember, uh, Kickstarter does not charge you until everything is done. So if you pledge tonight, it's still not going to charge you for another 15 days. If you pledge 15 days from now, it'll just charge you 15 days from now. So might as well just pledge now, get it done, get counted, go towards these great stretch goals so, so that everybody knows what they're going to get. That's right. That gear upgrade, a new hat. Ooh. A jaunty beret, perhaps. A uh, a rock fanny bag to hang around. Yeah, it'll be good. It's, uh, Matthew Comstock says, we need that Gopnik army. Yes, we do. Yeah. We absolutely There's do. Another, another one of my favorite projects right now, right? Troy and the crew are killing it. Uh, Occam's Razor says, someone needs to make Hondalu and Pythona. I would crowdfund that or the Prisoner Girl and Gladiator from the Mass Device. Well, no. you know, we're not we're not going to tell you you're wrong. I'll, but, give, you uh, I'll give you Pythona. Yeah, I, 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 those sound like Super 7 projects to me. I'll give you Pythona because she is the only missing relevant Cobra Law piece. Yeah. Not, not, not that they wouldn't but, be great. I'm just saying that it, it wouldn't be, they wouldn't be my first choice. You know how many Hondaloo figures they'd sell? Like 110. <laughs> no, no, no offense, right? But that is a deep cut. Right? If, if you want to make, you know, Snake Eyes the Boy George dancer, I get it because it's Snake Eyes. But she, she was, uh, yeah, she she was a, a, a background civilian character that was so popular she never appeared again. Nobody wants Bongo the Balloon Bear, right? Come on. Those are Star Wars figures, right? Where they're like, we have made absolutely everybody. Then somebody goes, no way. We found someone in the cantina. Right? Yep. Here's a cantina guy who was. The fans have been clamoring for this since 1977. Right. Or at least on their eighth watching when they've noticed that guy for the first time. Diana Davis agrees with me. Yeah, right. I mean, we're at, at Star Wars, we're we're pretty well down to like making figures out of the, the crew, aren't we? So yeah. Like Hammerman Bob. Larry the boom mic operator is all it's key yeah. great. Isn't there isn't there gold shorts boom operator guy from Star Wars? Big deal. I'm serious. <laughs> Look him up. No, now that you say that, I remember him. I like when I went and walked around JoeCon when I was working for Hasbro, my first JoeCon, and I asked everybody, "What's the one figure you'd like to have made that hasn't been made yet, uh, or the one modern version, right?" And it was actually Hardball and Fastdraw. I think were, were the most popular ones, but there were lots of options, and a few people were like, "Honda Lou, like, okay, I'll write that down." <laughs> Goodness. And that's it for the news. Do, 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 do. The Hondaloo fans are like the uh, visionary fans. <laughs> like not, ma- not many. <laughs> not many. Not many. Deep cut. Small, small but vocal. I got a visionary figure made, just saying. While I was there. Okay. Good on you, man. Good on you. With my borderline mystic powers. Right. <laughs> Hey, hey, wait, right after I made it, they're like, okay, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> what I do? Good good you job, man. 
I made Action Man. Don't you know who I am? <laughs> we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. We buy, sell, and trade vintage and modern toys. G.I. Joe, Star Wars, Transformers, Marvel, DC, and more. Located in beautiful downtown Kokomo, Indiana, we are open every Wednesday through Saturday from 12 to 5. It's a theme park of nostalgia. Join the thousands of people who have traveled from all over the Midwest for over a decade to buy and sell with us. Get your geek on. Doing a tier list because our we hit that 45-minute mark and our live viewership jumped about 25%. Like everybody's like, oh, good. I don't have to listen to them do the news. I'm just, I'm just gonna show up. <laughs> Nothing happening anyway. We need, a, right? we need a we need a Cody countdown when we do our tier list, right? Forty five minutes to the tier countdown. <laughs> it's our tier list pregame. Yep. <laughs> Occam's Raider's gonna defend his girl here. Hate for Honolulu, LOL. Where's the love? Cute girl in a cowboy hat with freckles. That is GI Joe. Well, I, hey, man. Let's- the start of every, every brand brief I ever read was like, what is G.I. Joe? Honda Lou. Cute girls in cowboy hats with freckles. Fre- freckles. Now, does the cowboy hat have freckles or does Honda? Anyways. The cowboy hat has freckles. It's strange. Well, it does bring us to uh, tonight's main event. We get, we'll get uh, Michael Buffer out here. You're going to run your... there. You, oh, my God. Running the machine on Michael. I put on mute. You're a butthole. The show or the machine? Yes. <laughs> yes. Both. Welcome to Craft Corner. Right. I'm your host, Mark Weber. It's <laughs> it's it's the most expensive uh, take of Lazy Bastard Customs of all time. <laughs> on this week's show, how to measure an inseam. Right. Burr. Carefully. <laughs> How to make a star sapphire costume out of two feet of material. <laughs> Apparently, that's about six inches too much. Uh-huh. Yeah. What but, to do uh, with all the leftover material? But uh, <laughs> it's time for the uh, definitive G.I. Joe character list for 1986. Uh, let's take a look at the big board, everybody. As you can see, we got uh, 29 spots here um, brought to us by the, the good people at TierMaker.com. I just had to close out a toilet commercial. Go team. Uh, you'll see that uh, we do have a a four-headed beast here with the, the supporting cast of Mission Brazil. They will all be ranked as one entity. But strangely enough, Sergeant Slaughter is here twice because he also was released twice in 1986 i i have to wonder is this the first time that uh it's probably wasn't the first time because there's any number of lines out there that just had one character and you got him in 15 different outfits yeah it's called spider-man yeah yeah but 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 in 1986 like those were just part of other superhero lines like batman was one guy in the superpowers line we didn't get a second Batman in superpowers. So, you know, we didn't get a second. We did get a second Spider-Man in Secret Wars, but at least he was wearing a different costume. That's fair. Is the second Slaughter the Iraqi sympathizer Slaughter? No, no. It's uh, it's oh, okay. mail-away Sarge Mail-in and triple, triple, T. Away, triple T Sarge. All right. So they are two different, uh, two different things. 
or as I like to call it, Triple T Sarge and Thunder Stole My Hips Sarge. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Thunder Backup Sarge. Right. That's yes. how you get the belt off Sergeant Slaughter. You just steal his old <laughs> Take so, the thing he put the belt on. That's up right. first, we have the, the AVAC, Air Viper Advanced Class. Uh, he was certainly a status symbol to, to us as kids. Oh, yeah. Because uh, if you had that guy, it meant you had a pterodrome, and that meant you were pretty cool. Uh, Mark Weber, what do you think here? I love this guy, but I'm a sucker for uh, vehicle drivers and pilots, and especially the rare ones, the harder-to-get ones, and the ones that came with accessories, because those are kind of rare. This guy came with a damn fold-over... Uh, parachute right right like a pretty good rig that came with him so when you, you look slick you could I argue, love, you could argue that he came with a pack away vehicle right i loved this guy and that's going to cloud my judgment like crazy because his overall impact truly on the on the brand <laughs> and the franchise was not that much negligible right? yeah so i realize that i'm i'm totally biased but i'm gonna for a guy who made no impact i'm still gonna make him a corporal because i love him all right, rack time, Rob. Tell him he's wrong. You're wrong. I know I'm wrong. <laughs> but I mean, cool figure comes with a great playset. You know, Firebat's cool. <sighs> Nobody knows this guy's name even. They don't know what Air Viper stands. You know, that AVAC stands for. He's a prize. Ter- terrible name. I'll give you that too. Yeah. AVAC. Urgh. Yeah, it wasn't until the the club some years later that we got an Air Viper regular class. So yeah, he's like he, he got he got promoted from HVAC. <laughs> you would see them on the cartoons sometimes, but other than that, you, you, there's there's nothing there. That's he's private all the way. As as Great. most of the as most of the Cobra Troop builders are. Just a wait, Joe. Joe, you saw him up. in the comic book once. The the back. issue that they introduced the terror room. Back me up, Joe. I thought about it. Because of what he comes with, but I, uh, I can't do it, sir. Man, if you back me up, it would be two versus two, and then Mike would just win on seniority. Yes. But still. I would just fine. ignore you and put him in the private. Fine, line. fine. We got a lot to go. Moving yeah. on. We got to save our fights. Yeah. Fine. We got the bat. Oh, yeah. Now, the bat is a, a little bit more of an argument because the bat has is not only in its 1986 form, one of the more uh, popular Cobra Army builders. But the bat keeps coming back. Like, every time there's a, a renewal of G.I. Joe, there's either some kind of android trooper. If it's not necessarily called a bat, there's some kind of robot that Cobra's got to do. It's fighting for it. Uh, or it's the bat in a different form. All the way up until even uh, Paul Aller's book uh, a couple of years ago, which is the most recent relaunch of the property that wasn't the Snake Eyes movie. Um, so the bat has a bit more heft to him than our friend, the air Viper, uh, rack time, Rob, what do you think about the bat as a character? I mean, there's no character. Yeah, no, there's, there's none there, but as, in terms but as, of as a figure, as a concept, the bats are cool. I mean, but you know, it lets the Joes blow things away with indiscriminate rage on the cartoon because they're robots. So who cares? Slip right. that by the sensors. Um, it's a neat idea. It it kind of definitely t- marks a corner. It's another turning point into sci-fi for the for the Joe property. 
which was big, you know, this particular year. So I put him sergeant. Mark Weber. Oh, uh, Joe Colton, you've joined us. Go ahead, ladies Go ahead, first. Joe Colton. Joe Colton. Wait, yeah. you gotta, you got to bring it all down. She hates all things cybernetic. She I hates know. the robots. I do. I do hate the robots. However, as you've stated, even now in the classified series, they've come back and they've made them even cooler than they were. And people love to build them. And they're in every iteration for Cobra. So... So what what ranking would you place the? Oh, battle? I put him a sergeant. I agree. Mark Weber. I mean, I think he's he's on that sergeant straddling that major line a little bit. I don't think you get better as a troop builder than the bat, but again, troop builders always have some kind of ceiling because there's no individuality to them, right? right? Right. So I could be swayed either way. I'm I'm. I, I tend to think that because the bat is never a character, I the the highest I can go is sergeant, and even that is partially just popularity doing the talking. Would you say sergeant is the capper for a troop builder? In in a in lot of cases, cases, yeah. Okay. In a lot of like if if there were some stories out there, some really uh, long lasting stories that had individual individuals from those ranks doing important things like there's right. been one-off stories like, like i remember that that one episode of the cartoon where there was a a, a female strato viper right and, um, and crimson guardsmen over the right. years and there crimson have been Guard, individuals like, that do stuff right there there was there was potential there uh for them to stretch a little bit higher and because there, there's just nowhere else for them to go because we're using um you know we're using the toys as the guide otherwise we'd we'd be here all day picking apart all these other yeah you know so yeah, there's there's potential there, but I don't think the bat, by definition, as just a, a faceless, soulless android, gets any of that love. I think I think popularity and reusability gets it to sergeant, and it's probably on the low level of sergeant. Uh, but that's pretty good for troop builder. Not bad. I thought I might have to go general to counterbalance Joe because I was sure, sure. she was going to private this guy. I was sure she was going to hate the robot. Robots, right? If you're not a Borg. <laughs> She didn't even care for the Borg that much. Borgception. So up next, uh, it's it's the the guy we know and love. It's the guy we came to see. It's Beachhead. Which version? It, it well, I mean, he's got his his green balaclava there. No, I mean with crotch or without crotch. That is that is uh, fully be, crotched, becrotchioed, <laughs> and where <laughs> is that crotchioed? I don't know. Oh. Anyways. Um, I think everybody thinks that because Beach has my favorite character, I'm just gonna just gonna throw him at the top of the chart, and, and they're absolutely right. No, no, it's not not what's gonna happen. Uh, I assume Beachhead, there was a level above general that you were gonna right. reveal here, right? Beachhead, then general, then field major. marshal, <laughs> and then general Beachhead, right? You know, sergeant, major, general, general Beachhead. There you go. Um. But uh, Beachhead is a guy who uh, has a lot of fans. He he certainly had a pronounced role on season two of the, the old cartoon. Um, he was around a lot, but didn't necessarily have things to do uh, for some of the comic incarnations. Larry's never used him too much in the main title. I think Beachhead is a guy who's at the sergeant line. He's kind of, he's he's got potential to be more if somebody would ever do something with him. 
Uh, but I think what's out there and his fan popularity puts puts him as a sergeant. Feedback, Mark Weber. I think that's uh, I think that's pretty dead on. Like I, I think he could. I think he has the capacity for more. But he's never been. An, I don't think he's ever been a darling, right? Of, of any of the writers to really you know dig in. So yeah, but, like he, he's had some moments even where where he got really good good individual stories. But then nothing was ever built on that. Like there's yeah. there's a good foundation there for Beachhead, I think. But yeah. we still we don't know anything about him as a as a character. We know he can do a lot of stuff. We know he's an incredibly competent soldier. Uh, but that's that's about it, right? Yeah. But and but for speaking of the popularity, I think he's the kind of guy. Whenever a Joe fan sees him on the the crew from like the mission, right? Here comes the tomahawk. The beachheads on it. Everybody's always happy to see it. Right. Right. This is a guy we like, a guy we trust. So, yeah, I think he's a sergeant. Joe Colton? Yeah, I'd, I'd put him on the sergeant. I'm not, I, he, he was very popular in the cartoon. He was fourth in command. True. Right, or fifth. I, I don't know. Something fifth? like that. Depending on where they put Sergeant Slaughter, right? Well, I mean, he was a demigod. It's hard to hard to put him <laughs> in a chain of command. Hercules <laughs> stepped down from Olympus. That boulder was too large. I could lift a smaller one. So, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think Beachhead is is a high half a sergeant with with the potential maybe to be more someday. Uh, but uh, right now, he's he's just there. He's he's a guy. He's certainly above the rank and file. Doesn't have the clout to get much further than that. So every everybody in the in the comments is now disappointed because I didn't try to pull any shenanigans. Right. Up next is Claymore. Although he I looks. You not asking my opinion. No. Oh. I don't care at all. What is happening? What do you want, Rob? What is it? Like, what do you have to say? I was going to say I was going to put him a little higher. Well. I I think he's like shipwreck in the fact that. Very popular in the cartoon, not a lot of use in the comic. And every time GI Joe comes back, who's in the who's in an early assortment? Beachhead, right? Even more so than Shipwreck, even. But I think more was yeah. done. I mean, we're still waiting on Shipwreck and Classified. I think that's the dif the difference is um, more was done with Shipwreck from a story standpoint. True. Like there 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 was never Shipwreck got a lot of heavy lifting to do from a character standpoint throughout Sunbow and throughout other incarnations of the, the animation. And, and so Beachhead never, never got that. He's had a couple of highlight stories in some one shot comics and that's about it. Sometime down the road, some brand man, some new brand manager, we don't know yet. who doesn't know the brand at all. is going to make him like a bleached blonde surfer guy. And he's going to be all shaka bra. And it's going to be amazing. That, that happened once. I think it was, was at, uh, Spy Troops or Valor versus Venom or something had Beachhead talking like the surfer guy. Oh, man. Because they yeah. thought it was, it was actually like, you know, a beach. beach. So up, up next is Claymore. Uh, and Claymore is a a fun figure and hard to find, but he, he didn't do nothing. So private? Yeah. When I was collecting G.I. Joe, I did not know he existed. Yeah. I found out very late, and but I was excited. I liked him more than the other Brazil guys because he was at least unique. Yeah, right? yeah. he's the sky striker of that group. 
you know, the figure. So I like he, him, but he, he never did nothing. No, there's no, not a whole lot of impact there. He got a he got an arc in uh, IDW's GI Joe, and that was about it. He got a story, I think. Yeah, he got he got a story. Short arc. Uh, up next is cross country. Private. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that was said with some some disgust. Yeah, we don't like what? the belt buckle. So nobody likes the belt buckle, but so cross country. I mean, oh, the, the the argument no. is. Some people really like the belt buckle. Look, so anyways, anyways, the argument for cross country is corporal or private. Private. Everybody's got him on private. Okay, private. A little higher. He's better than Claymore, right? But not not a non-entity in a non-entity in the comics and a twit on the cartoon. Yeah. If he didn't come with a fantastic A plus vehicle, we wouldn't even be talking about him at all. Well, he he didn't. You don't like the Havoc? I, I wouldn't call it an A+. Ooh, Havoc's a big deal, brother. I like the Havoc, but I, I not. it's not... Like, if we were doing a tier list of vehicles, the Havoc would not be making the general class. I, I think you understand. Yeah, I think, yeah. The Havoc it's is a, the first of those G.I. Joe vehicles where you look at it and you go, it's kind of army because it's green, but really that's a rolling death trap. Yeah, well, I'll give you some of that. And I never liked the ones <laughs> where the guy sat in the cockpit laying... I mean, like totally face down, yeah, or face up. Like, come on. But I think Look, if it's your personal opinion, can't argue with it. But I think you're underselling the overall popularity of the Havoc. I think the Havoc was miscast on the cartoon as a tank. I think the Havoc is a mobile artillery unit, like the Slugger, more so than it's a tank. Yeah. So, anyways, it's a it's a behind the line vehicle. So I I, uh, I got thumped on that one three one. So cross country will be a private. Uh, up next is dial tone, and uh, dial tone is another one of that uh, class of eighty six guy that had a whole lot of spotlight shots on season two of Sunbow and then wasn't seen again. Um, and in fact, probably the most di- the most significant thing dial tone has done since then was get recast as a woman in Resolute. <laughs> So, uh, Mark Weber, where do, where do you have Dial Tone? I loved Dial Tone because I he's the first Joe from Oregon. And that was a big deal for me as a kid in Oregon. But originally, when he came out, I looked at the file card. I'm like, communications guy, that's Breaker. I don't need a communications guy. What are they doing? So, if there was an internet, boy, I would have been pounded on those keys. What are you trying to do? Ruin life. But uh, he's so cool looking. Love the gear. Love that he's more high tech. But... It's just dull. It just wasn't ever much going on with Dial Tone. So cool sculpt, cool gear. Love that he's from Oregon, but just dull still. That's private territory for me. Even though I always liked the figure, it's just dull. Joe Colton, how are we, where are we going on Dial Tone? Private. Wow. Rack time, Rob. I was going to go corporal. Oh. Yeah, because I don't he does get higher. he does get some some play on the cartoon. Yeah, I don't I don't um, have many higher than that either. I thought he was um he was fun on the cartoon at least. He was a lovable yeah. schlub. Yeah, I mean he's he's one of the few guys on the cartoon who was introduced who wasn't a, a total jerk. A lot of those a lot of those a lot of the 86 Joes, I mean basically when they show up on their cartoon, they are unlikable SOBs. Um <laughs> 
He's better than the other privates we have up there. I'll give you that. So, but, uh, Ed Bay Lucas says a uh, female dial tone premiered in IDW, got a figure early in Rise of Cobra, and then showed up in Resolute. Okay, so good, yeah. good Ed, good points. Yeah. Uh, more action in 28 to 2010 than Jack Morelli ever did. Look at that mustache. Uh, Jack Morelli got plenty of action. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know it. He was one of the few guys on that Sunbow series to get a date. Right, three um, mustache rides. So, <laughs> I I like dial tone as a corporate a corporal. I I'm going to go with Rob on this one. All right, and uh, I'm not dying I, on that hill. I I look I, I look at the private line and dial tone is more than those guys. Yeah, that's fair. He's got a little bit more of a more of an oomph. Easy. E oh, there we go. Okay, getting killed by the lag today. Up next, Doctor Mindbender. Hmm. I, I think Dr. Mindbender is the first time we get into the upper tiers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, why don't you go ahead and start discussion there, Rob? I'm still kind of debating where I want to put Mindbender. I'm, I'm kind of between general or major. I, I think I'm kind of leaning a little bit more towards general just because his character does have a big impact. I I think in terms of story, you're probably right. But I think in terms of overall impact, like I look at the other guys we have as generals, and it's Duke and Roadblock and Snake Eyes, and Dr. Mindbender doesn't quite have that cachet. I know. I that's why I'm kind of like, you know. He's definitely a major, but I don't I, – I, I'll I, – like I said, I wanted to hear you guys talk about it. So – uh Joe Colton, what do you think about Dr. Mindbender? Hmm. Probably a major for me. He's very popular. He's not a general, but he's like a high major. But he's not as popular as like the big ones, like yeah. Cobra Commander, yeah. Duke. Is, is, he Im is he important? Definitely. Hugely. Yes. But I don't know if he's popular enough to pull off General. Mark Weber, what do you think? It's like Grandma Weber always said, skin to win, baby. So, <laughs> Dr. Vinebender, uh, for me, a gen to be a general, you have to not, can't quite imagine the brand without him, right? right? And he's just not quite that. But he's still incredibly valuable and present in almost every incarnation, right? So, yeah, up there with Major. And when little Weber got that Mindbender figure. He couldn't wait to rip open that uh, plastic, grab that cape, and put it on Serpentor. Man, did that look good on Serpentor. So that crappy little green cape they gave him. So <laughs> my Mindbender was even more fabulous, right? Because he was just pro wrestler, basically. Right, he was fighting Ric Flair. Yeah, and losing, but okay. <laughs> of course he is. He's a bad guy. Yeah. Well, Flair. well, so is Ric Flair. But anyways, yeah. um, moving on. We get uh, a good handle on Mindbender there. I, I thought there was going to be more of an argument there. Um. <laughs> general Hater no. problem with mind of the night so far. No shirt, no shoes, no general. There we go. Nowhere to Those pin stars that. stars on your shoulder. Well done, Bob. Wait a minute. Wasn't Zartan a general? He's got, He's a got that half shirt thing. A removable shirt. He's got, well, yeah, of course it's removable. I guess all shirts are removable, technically. Right. 
I would hope if if not, you've had it on too long. Gung so Ho that, was a ma- Gung Ho was a major, right? Gung Ho was a major, yes. All right. So that brings us to General Hawk. And this is one where I thought there was going to be a fight. Because uh, throwing his name, General Hawk, out. I don't know if he's a general on our tier list. And uh, so, Mark Weber, talk to me about General Hawk. I mean, it doesn't even make sense to say General Hawk is a major. Like, huh? What are you doing? It's backwards. No, he's the guy, and this is the iconic version of him. Because even though, as a in '82, I'm looking at file cards, I'm like, oh, well, this guy's the boss. Right. He didn't look like the boss. No, right? he, was a, he was a schmo. Came with a terrible vehicle. Nothing other than the silver. Nothing terribly compelling about him. This is the version that's a big deal. This is the version that was in charge. Unless you just were a steady devotee of the comic book and knew that, you know, spike-haired blondie hawk was the boss. This is the guy, and this is the version. And I I, I can't imagine him not being a general. This is Hawk, the leader of G.I. Joe. Joe Colton, any any thoughts contrary to that? Rack time, Rob. I want to say general. And in fact, I'm not going to fight anybody who wants to put him up on general. Good. But there's one Good. nagging thing about Hawk. Nobody knows he's... A, it, the general public doesn't know he's in charge. Right. That, I'll give you that. My yeah, feeling on it, too, is that the, the, the leader of G.I. Joe, uh, to most most casual fans, is Duke. Mm-hmm. And to most fans who, who don't like Duke, it's Flint. And so... Yeah, where where does Hawk really fit into that? Like, if obviously, if if we're just going by the Larry Hama comic, he's a general, no question. Um, but past that, like, he had us. A... Well, I mean, on the season, he's on the cartoon. He's very much in charge. He's I mean, sure he's very much in charge. But yeah. he's like, there's no real character given to him. He's just the guy that's in charge. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he, he was... doesn't have that deep character development that Duke got. Look. Duke at least had jokes and head trauma. Well, that's true. I mean, you know, Hawk just stood there and shouted things at people. That's true. In a fatherly way. Um, and you know, he was he was he was there for the movie. He was there in other incarnations, but he never did anything in those. So if if he's a general, he's a weak general. I, I tend to think he's more in line with the guys we've put at the major level in terms of impact of the character. I, I don't think he's a bigger deal than, like, if you talk to most fans, he's not a bigger deal than Shipwreck. He's not a bigger deal than Gung Ho. I got him. I, I, he's a major to me. It's okay. I can agree with you and be wrong. If you want to say General Hawk is a major, <laughs> then again, Major Storm is a corporal at best. Right. We had we, oh, had, Colonel, yeah. we had we had Colonel Hawk as a corporal. So yeah. <laughs> Major Barrage like it, is a private, pretty sure. So where was it? It's uh Viper Scout kind of sums up my my thoughts very succinctly. Hawk is a major, iconic but not indispensable, and you can 
you can do G.I. Joe a hundred ways and not have Hawk involved with it because you got Duke and you got Flint and you got other guys that can that can run the show. So if you want to trust I, a sergeant and a warrant officer, I guess. Look, it it worked in the biggest growth periods for this for that property. When was I'm, that? 86? When this figure came out? No, 84 and 85. No, 84 and 85 when the cartoon premiered. I guess why well, I guess depends how you wanted to find it. 86 was when it made the most money. So it may not have been the biggest growth, but it was the high watermark fiscally. That's it. Hey, look, I'm just saying he got on the bus when it was already going full speed. He was in 82. No, he wasn't. This guy wasn't in 82. That guy wasn't, no, but <laughs> he got a he got a much cooler upgrade. So I'm I'm going here unless somebody can talk me out of it. I don't think anybody can talk you out of it. Uh, way to make me sound like a butt, Mark. I'm just saying. <laughs> General Hawk's a major, okay. And and I think uh hey, all of our generals are sergeants. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Kurt Roca says Hawk in a spake suit. Oh, Give me that well, now, now we got something to talk about. Right. So, yeah, I, I just, I, I don't see him as being a bigger deal than the guys we've had at major. Uh, Let's take it to the fans. <laughs> That's a terrible <laughs> idea. Let me know. Just, just, yeah, sound off. That's a terrible idea. We, we had somebody try to make the bad a general. I don't know. Yeah. That, and someone wanted Honolulu. Right. Up next is Iceberg. Let's talk to the fans. That never works. (laughs) Joe Colton, how do you feel about Iceberg? Cool guy. Cool sculpt. Um, I remember him from the cartoon. He was in the cartoon. He turned into a killer whale. Yeah. He tried to eat wetsuit. Eat wetsuit. Um, I want him to be a sergeant. Ooh. However, That's a lot. Uh, right, but I want him to be a sergeant. That doesn't mean he is a sergeant. <laughs> You're gonna have to give him a personality transfer, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I reluctantly and sadly. He is either a very low corporal or a very high private. Yeah. Yeah. If I, I, I cannot decide which, but I go, I can go either way. My, my feeling on iceberg is the same as they are on dial tone. Yeah. He showed up, he got some spotlight run in 86 there. He hasn't done a whole lot in any other incarnation, but he's, he's got more of a cachet than the guys on the private line. Yeah. Being on season two of Sunbow might not seem like a big deal, but in regards to the the casual fan, it's a big deal. So I got him as a corporal, if unless anybody has some major objections. Nah, I I just remember as a kid, it was a cool sculpt, and I liked snowtroopers because I grew up around some snow. But I was so mad that he came with one gun, and the gun was ridiculous. Yeah, it's super like large. five inches long. Like, what are you gonna with no bipod or anything, right? To balance it. I just imagined him running around like <laughs> most of the guys with the Final Fantasy swords at, at conventions <laughs> who are super excited at 9 a.m. and by noon they're carrying it with two hands. 
And by but, three, they're dragging it like bad idea to bring the cloud sword. <laughs> so that's my only beef with Iceberg. But yeah, the, the basic idea of eh, not a lot going on, but he's better than the private row. Yeah. All right. Right. Uh, up next is Leatherneck. And Leatherneck's a guy who, you know, again, his another run from the class of um, guys who had a, a star turn in season two of Sunbow. Mm hmm. Uh, but his his star turn in season two of Sunbow might have been the best one. There, some of the best episodes in season two are Leatherneck episodes. Um, that said, we never really saw him again. Uh, he had a, a spotlight in the Hama comic because he got mad at Outback because he thought Outback had uh, abandoned uh, Stalker and Snowjob and Quick Kick and Barovia. Like he was the he was the antagonist. He was a butthole. Uh, and that's about all he had for the comic book. But then again, his film, his file card says he's a Marine drill sergeant. So that and butthole. Yeah, right. Him being, a, him being a hard ass kind of seemed in character. Yeah. Yeah. No, again, it wasn't out of, it wasn't out of character, but, uh, but it, it certainly, um, he, he's a, he's a great corporal, but he's a corporal. Anybody? No, I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to fight to make him sergeant. But I think, but I think he's better than the other two corporals. Yeah, I, I, I lean towards him just being a little bit more of a sergeant, just because you're right. A lot of the, there's a lot, a lot of the better episodes in season two are centered he, around Leatherneck. Yeah, and he did have that buddy relationship with Wetsuit. So yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll give it to him there. But he's a low sergeant. He's not as good as the other two sergeants. Yeah, probably not. Just saying. But uh, yeah, the rotten egg is one of the best episodes. I agree. That's one of the ones that I had in mind there. Uh, that one and Let's Play Soldier, great episode. Yeah, both yeah. of them mm -hmm. Leatherneck episodes. Um, up next is Lifeline. Um, if we're going to talk about the Sunbow cartoon, easily the most annoying character. Oh, without uh, a doubt, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. But as such, a pretty well developed. A pretty well developed character for a cartoon guy uh, did get some run in the comics, even if he was just the the dude who showed up and and gave the sit rep of yeah, Grand Slam got shot up pretty good, Hawk. Um, again, again, right, again. Um, Grand Slam stumbled in the path of some bullets again. But uh, he, he should stop wearing bright orange center mass. Right, says Life the guy wearing red. Lifeline is a guy who um, people remember. I think he's a sergeant. Joe Colton, I know you hate him, but I thought he was very annoying. He was, and, but but people remember him, and that's he is popular with the pacifists. <laughs> Rack time, Rob. I like the figure. I hate him. <laughs> He he was a little little bit better in the comic where that uh, pacifist vibe was a little bit more chilled out. Yeah, uh, Mark, what do you think? Oh, I'm in a tub full of piranha, but I won't touch that gun to pull me. You're gonna pull me out with you, idiot! I hit him with the gun and let him drown. It's a Bonnie Python episode. I need out of the army, General. I don't like the fighting. Are you a pacifist, Collins? No, sir. I'm a coward. <laughs> <laughs> I joined for the travel and the water skiing. <laughs> Yeah, you, you can make him a sergeant. That's fine. He's better than the corporals, but not much. 
What wasn't that the uh, wasn't that the Python episode with the hundred and twenty fourth Interior Design Brigade? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> and it might have been the start of the general who stopped sketches when they got too silly. No, 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 it's got too silly. Right, right. right. It, started as a, it started as a nice bit about post boxes attacking young men, but now totally off the rails. <laughs> so uh, up next is is Lifeline's running buddy, Lift Ticket. Who who um, was a nice counterpoint to Lifeline? They got paired up a lot in in the the Tomahawk and in, in Sunbow, um, but th- there again, didn't get a lot of run anywhere else, um, and isn't really particularly memorable past that. I I would I've got lift ticket as a corporal. I think that's high. Oh, uh, lift ticket. Lift ticket even got even got some spotlight run in in Sunbow, so I'll, I'll give him that. I don't he's think he's, I don't think he's any worse than Iceberg or Dialtone. He's better in the privates. That's fine. Yeah. Although I think I think Mike might be trying to curry favor, so Lift Ticket will sell him a microphone at half price. But I I still have my Lift Ticket microphone from 1986. I think I do too, but I don't want to try to verify that because I know I'll be wrong. <laughs> I never okay. liked the head on no, that ticket. That's mad. a goofy head. Yeah. He was a guy that they definitely did better in 25th anniversary. That was a yeah. good figure. Yeah, it was a good figure. Because he still had that goofy grin on his face, but that helmet came off and his head was human size. Yeah. He wasn't like Nick Adams' little brother running around. Yeah, he looks like he was, was once a man. Mm. Right. That face looked like they like, had to scrape him out of the mold and it got... Bleh. Right, and they just went, whatever. Kids are buying the helicopter, not the figure. Exactly. Which is why I would have put him as a private. <laughs> Up next is Lowlight. Oh, get ready. Look at that. So Joe Colton is uh, is ready and willing to go here. Like a dog that heard the whistle. <laughs> yeah. What? Is that the can opener running? Ain't been a whole lot of Lowlight. And the G.I. Joe. Now, what's on your mind? Whoa. Did you hit a wrong button? No. No, that was not perfect. So, Joe Colton, give us yes? your, your favorite male Joe. Go ahead and give us your He's a sniper. He's amazing. He has great sculpt. He was he was moody before Moody was in in the cartoon. It's fantastic. Um, I, I liked low light on the cartoon because he was kind of a jerk one yeah but they also crafted a character around that that gave him a good reason to be one yeah low light got two spotlight episodes and both of them played into his past we got a very a pretty full fully rounded character for a guy who wasn't in the spotlight yeah. oh yeah um, and he's memorable yeah and he is he is also very popular with the fans yeah and I think that that pulls him up a little bit past that corporal line and maybe into the low part of the sergeant line. Oh, okay. I was thinking high sergeant, but okay, we can. <laughs> nah, because we haven't seen we haven't seen him again since. Listen so, to me. It doesn't look. matter. That twenty fifth anniversary figure is Chef's Kiss, sir. Yeah. Chef's it, it, it's kiss. Pursuit of Cobra. It is Pursuit of Cobra. Yeah. It is one. You'll get even, no argument from me there. Even among Pursuit of Cobra, like that yeah. is a that's a top ten figure all time. Right. Yeah. It's oh, great. Good. Yeah. It's got the pre-lost bullet and everything. Yep. But um, 
I, I got it. Just again, we we just haven't seen a whole lot of him story wise. Like, there's not a lot of. He's a cool character. There's, just not, a, there's not a ton of impact for him. Doesn't matter. He's but I sergeant. think he, I think he's a sergeant. Okay. Were you he's not paying him. attention to the beginning of that where I said he was a sergeant? No. And you're trying to you're trying to disagree and say he's a sergeant. <laughs> well, I'd like him to be a major, but you won't you won't give uh, him that. So. Um, He's nah, not. A, he's not enough. He, there's not enough of him. It's to be fine. It's fine. He's got a dark as hell file card. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. that original like, file card. Yeah. Look, man. Yeah. Go go watch uh, whatever that nightmare episode in season two is. Yeah. He's having the flashbacks with his dad yelling at him. Holy crap! That's some dark <laughs> stuff. Yeah. But he's great. Uh, no, no, he he is great. He is he is great. Yeah, I wish they would use him more. But uh, as it is, I feel like we're we're stretching a little bit to get him on the sergeant line. And I don't I wish, think we're stretching. I wish we didn't have to stretch. I don't think we're stretching <clears throat> on the sergeant line. Up next is up next is mainframe. Yeah. Next time, Rob, talk to us about mainframe. Uh now we might be stretching to get someone on the sergeant line. Uh, uh, I, I like mainframe. He's got some good play in the cartoon. He's got a cup. Yeah, he's got that really nice spotlight issue where he gets introduced in the comic, number issue fifty-eight. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's about it. Mainframe has been a popular guy in recent years as far as use in the comic books. Mm-hmm. I would say main, yeah, yeah. mainframe has a lot of staying power. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, the, the nature of his job. I think you know, it's a, he's a novelty. You, you know, he's a little bit of a, a nice guy to have in 1986, but he's an absolute necessity today. Right. Computer Are guy landed sergeant. Computer guy landed Zorana and Scarlet. I mean, dude. That's what I'm talking about. Fair enough. I, I mean, I got him on the sergeant line. He's I don't think he's corporals. Oh yeah, yeah, no question. But he's not as good as any of the. Well, he's as good as Lifeline. I'll give him a tie with Lifeline on the bottom rung of the sergeant line. I, I, I think, I think, but he's not because not, of annoying factor. I think Mainframe's got maybe everybody on the sergeant line. He might have more, more going on for him than anybody. But I think he's a sergeant. I'm cool with that. All right. Joe Self says, uh, these rankings hurt my soul, but I have to remind myself that this is definitive. No ifs, ands, or buts. That's right. <laughs> that is correct. Good job, Joe Self. That's a very mature take. Yep. Major Hawk would be proud of you. He would. Is that a promotion from Colonel Hawk? <laughs> no, it wouldn't be. Up next is the four-pack of Mardi Gras Mission Brazil figures. And I'm Private. just gonna I'm gonna go ahead and drop them right here next to cross country. Yeah. Even though I, I gotta give respect to Mainframe for his Mark Weber cosplay. Uh his big red head. Yeah. Yeah, right. I just yeah, I'm not feeling it. Yeah, the only one of those four figures worth the time is is the tan leather neck. Yeah. And uh, they the Mission Brazil was just kind of a one-shot thing that they only sold at Toys R Us. It got a, a nice nod in a convention pack later on, and there you go. There, That's it. 
I had no idea that existed because again, no Toys R Us in Bend, Oregon. So when eBay was first coming around late nineties and I'm like, I got a little bit of money from out of college and no kids sucking my wallet dry yet. And I was looking back at all these shows I never knew existed night force and all this cool stuff. And I saw that and I'm like, yeah, I need Claymore. That's it. I'm good. <laughs> never needed the other four. Yeah. I mean, in Bend, Oregon, did they have electricity in 1987? Oh, now that's cold. <laughs> Just like in Bend, Oregon, from the lack of heat. Right? <laughs> <Young. laughs> that's where Night Fox is from, you know, Bend, Oregon. That's right. Yeah. Show some respect. Up next is Monkey Wrench. And uh, Joe Colton, you, you got a dreadnought thing going on. What's up? What's up with Monkey Wrench? No, you just cut out for a minute, and I was like, what is he saying? I just thought you weren't paying attention. No. Monkey, monkey Wrench. Where you got Monkey Wrench? Uh, didn't we have, like, the rest of the Dreadnoughts, like, Corporals? I, I think Sergeants and Corporals, and I, I don't know if Monkey Wrench is a whole lot different than them. Yeah. I, I don't know if Monkey Wrench is even that high. <laughs> He's better than those privates. Look at the yeah. privates. Those Pete privates... Pete are all on WCW Thunder, right? Like, right. There you go. They're straight to YouTube. Not, yeah. So <laughs> don't, don't diss Monkey Ranch like that. It's not his, fault. not his fault they gave him a fork for a rifle. <laughs> it's a harpoon gun. Maybe with it is. One, with, with one shot, apparently. Don't miss. Right. But uh, his thing was explosives. I kind of dug that. But I, I got him as a corporal. He's, he was just yeah. kind of filling space. He's better uh, than every dreadnought that came after. No. Like, not Road Pig. No, no. Road better. Pig. No. Road Pig is better. I'll take Monkey Wrench over Road Pig eight days a week. No. Mm, I'll take Road Pig over just about any of them. No, yeah. Weber. No. Um, nah, Motorbike is just next. And I'm gonna go ahead and just just we look. We'll get to Road Pig when we do 1980 whatever. If not for the articulation, you'd think he was one of the adventure people. He doesn't even have a cobra symbol on him. Right. I got him on the private line, and that's okay. Yeah. Uh, I think the most most prominent thing that the Motor Viper did was a whole lot of them got their asses handed to them in the first episode of Arise Serpentor Arise. Uh, up next is Roadblock, and um, I don't. I think this this version of Roadblock is equally as iconic as the one that came before, and heck, I was a general. So let's go ahead and just get our first general of the day. Anybody have an argument with that? Nope. Nothing. Nothing. Joe Colton is no, no. Out. Roadblock. It's Roadblock. Exactly. Look at action figure expert going nuts in the comments down low. Uh. Okay, there it is. Nogahide? Yeah. I mean, Nogahide's... I kind of like him. I'm not going to lie. I do like Nogahide, but he's no monkey wrench. Come on, man. He, he does have a boar. Yeah. He, okay. kind of is, he kind of is a boar, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> he did have a good run on Deke, though. Nobody had a good run on Exactly Deke. right. I yeah. mean, Maurice, Maurice LaMarche got a job out of it. That's the best thing like, we can say about the Deke cartoon. It's like being the most popular guy in prison. But uh, up next is Mail Away Sarge. And uh, here's why I got Mail Away Sarge uh, up high. It's because Mail Away Sarge, that's him and his wrestling togs from the, the 
the AWA and the NWA in the late eighties. Like that's the uniform he wore. That was an honest to God, real life GI Joe representation. So I think that counts for something different. Um, Mark Weber, you're, you're the wrestling guy. What do you think? He's a, he's such a big deal. And even though I wasn't, he was never one of my favorite wrestlers and I got tired of him on the show pretty fast. Right. But, but he was a, big deal because he was a legit celebrity current a current celebrity involved with the joe brand at a very very high level and even though i liked the triple t figure better the fact that this was first especially with the the long lead up of you know get your sergeant slaughter collect flag point send it in whatever like he's about as big as it gets even though i wasn't i wasn't a massive fan of the figure because obviously I stole his waist piece to replace Thunder's broken waist piece. Because you couldn't just go buy another Thunder. So I didn't have any problem ripping him apart. Of course, I think I, I had the triple key guy, so I just like that one better. But it doesn't get much more important long term, even. Look look now, right? The balloon's not off that rose one bit. How how big a deal was it 35 years later? when they announced that Sergeant Slaughter was going to have another G.I. Joe made of him. Yeah. And this was right on the heels of another company doing Sergeant Slaughter. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think real-world Sarge is a, is a general. Yeah. I think Triple T Sarge is a general. Yeah. I think yeah. Triple T Sarge is a general. Yeah, definitely, yeah. because that's the one everybody knows, you know. I think the only time we'll get away from it is maybe down the road when we get to Warthog. Yeah, like Warthog Sarge. Work, work Sarge uh, he's whatever. He's just not quite the same. Well, no. Marauders. Uh... Yeah, I guess so. That too. Yeah. So Warthog Sarge is weird because his hat comes off, and I'm like, I don't yeah. think real Sarge's hat comes off. No. no. <laughs> I mean, I've met I've I've met Sergeant Slaughter, and I don't think his hat comes off. I know it's not true, but I my memory is that he wrestled in the hat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, when he checked into the hotel, he, he had, had the hat. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Eighty-six is a big year, so we're not going to do it now. But we'll do the long-term tease. I have a fantastic Sarge story, and I'll tell it when we do Warthog Sarge. Well, you've road. you've told us about that with the thumb yeah, in the air. Like, whole new fans, whole right. thousands of new fans. Now. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. But uh, yeah, General Sergeant Slaughter yeah. times two. General Hawk is a major. Sergeant Slaughter is a general. Moving on. Look, <laughs> tell me, tell me, Hawk's a, as big a deal as Sergeant Slaughter, and and we'll get back in there. Yeah, I get it. That's, right. Move, yeah. Moving on. Yeah. Yeah. Up next is sci-fi, and uh, sci-fi I've got on the same level as uh, Dial Tone and and Iceberg and all those guys that just didn't quite get as much run as the other ones in 1986 on the cartoon and never did a whole lot besides. What was little Mike Irizarry's reaction to a new laser rifle trooper coming out? I, I liked him okay, but it didn't stop me from playing with Flash. He wasn't as cool as Flash. No, he wasn't. No. And it's it, it, the easiest lazy bastard custom, right? People take the boots off of uh, all, oh, Cobra Black Star, right? And switch them on to uh, sci-fi. He looks so much better with black boots. Right. So I, I, much well, better. I, yeah, I think anything would be better than those silver jobs they gave him. Yeah. Well, and then sci-fi's legs, if you have a spare pair, can go on the Cobra Black Star. 
and they work better there too. For his banana pants. And it's right. like the king of lazy bastard customs. <laughs> right? Banana anybody can man. do that. I think anybody can do that. So the I, color I, black star waist up, or actually not waist up, belly button up is a fantastic figure. And you just, just so, just so everybody knows, I want to take a quick time out here. Joe, Joe Colton had to use the restroom. So I, I just wanted wanted to make sure that she would be embarrassed by that when she watches this on replay. Let's talk about her. She better wash her hands this time. <laughs> <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Boo! So uh, I, I say uh, I say sci-fi is probably a corporal just by the slimmest of margins. That's fine. Yeah. Like he was just he's just was out there enough on enough promotional stuff. He got just enough viewing time on the cartoon. He's 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 better than the guys in the private line, and that's about it. He's neon Robocop. Like, all right. That's Viper fine. Scouts like Colton watches the replay. No, she doesn't. No. She, 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 doesn't. she barely watches the live show when we're she, doing it. She, she didn't watch it live, I'll be honest. So we'll get him we'll get him on there next to his, his good friend Monkey Wrench. Yeah, so you can sit down there. Up next is Serpentor. Hey, we're getting sci-fi in the classified line. I read I heard that somewhere. Be nice. Joe Cole, was that was that a satisfactory, <laughs> was that a satisfactory pee break? Yes. Did you, you wash your hands? Did you Why? wash your hands this time? Yes. Did you see her eyes get huge there? She is so Why embarrassed. Are you right telling now. everyone? Dude, we are live streaming. I hate and you all. So, and so are you, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Oh goodness! Come on now. The best I just want to point out, I was being nice. Yeah, Ragtime Rob's yeah. a good guy here. Right. <laughs> yep, he's the only one. Uh, Occam yep. Grazer says, uh, "Serpenter is a general, or this is a sham." Well, we we may be a sham. Um, Mark Weber, talk to me about Serpentor. I mean, I think Serpentor in the green lousy cape is probably a major, but with Mindbender's cape on him. He's a five-star super general. Dude, right? Like he yeah, truly he, is an emperor. The only the only bit that will work against him, because I think he's fantastic. It was one of my favorite storylines ever in the comic, on the cartoon. I thought it was fantastic. And especially in the comic, where he's like dragging wounded soldiers back behind the line, and the other soldiers are like, What are you doing? Yeah, he's like, We'll leave our brothers behind. And they're like, We do it all the time, man. Are you, We're the bad guys. Are you new? Yeah, I know you're the boss, but you are new here. Um, Life is cheap. But, yeah. Uh, the one thing, like my, the, the defining bit for me for general is, can't imagine the brand without him. And there have been iterations of Joe, and good iterations of Joe, without Serpentor. Right. So he's not irreplaceable, but he's super damn valuable. So you're looking at super high major or very low general. I could Look, persuade it, either. It's way. one of the few stories that played off well in both the the animation and the comic book, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you're absolutely right. And it, like enough things have happened without Serpentor, and everything's okay. Yeah. But I can't I can't put him on the general line either. Yeah, I'm not I'm not, I'm not going to fight major on Serpentor, but he's a very very high major. Joe yeah. Colton, Joe Colton, what do you think? Uh, I would put him as a major. 
Okay. All right. I'm Rob. How about commands. I, I think it's there. I mean, Serpent, the idea of Serpentor is great. Someone who has the ability to usurp Cobra Commander, take that organization out from under him. But you have a time lot, you have a time limit on that. Right. You know, really, because you ask the person on the street who's in charge of Cobra, Cobra Commander. Yep. Right. Exactly. You know, it makes for a good storyline. It makes for a good change. It makes for a good breath of fresh air that you need, you know, when you're doing this. But in terms of a in terms of a permanent thing, you don't want that. You know, so you're always kind of like rooting against Serpentor at the same time. Yeah, he did. He made Cobra Commander a sympathetic character, which is it's a very good storyline that makes him valuable. It makes him a valuable character because like, is this guy gonna pop his ugly head back up again? What kind of trouble will this cause? But he's not one hundred percent essential. Right. And I, I, I'm with him there. Like it, I, I, he's very much Hawk's opposite number. Mm-hmm. He's the guy. Destro, in Destro the, could usurp Cobra too. Right. He's the guy in yeah. charge until he's not. Yeah. Right. So there we go. Serpentor is uh, on the major line. I thought we were going to have a bigger fight about him. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, he's, he's cool. It's a cool idea, but like I said, Destro could make a power play and try and grab Cobra. The twins you could see trying to make a power play or the Baroness. So, I mean, you know, there's other people who could try and make that play, you know, to take control of Cobra too. So you could totally see the twins killing Cobra commander in the opening five minutes of a major theatrical film. Well, thankfully, no, (laughs) but you could, you could see them trying. (laughs) Oh, Oh, definitely. Yeah. So moving forward, we've got Slipstream, Ooh. and um, private, really, private. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. He got one episode in the cartoon, but outside of that, he was always getting uh, like in every other media, he was always second string to ace. Captain yeah. Brown knows, right? Because <laughs> they because they painted the flesh color over a brown head, right? And it, his face rubbed on the cockpit, right? Over and over again. Technically, sounds, he's fir- technically he's first lieutenant Brown knows. Which sounds dirty, but it's not. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, try to find a, a slipstream figure with an intact nose, intact nose paint. Hard to do. Uh, up next would be the Strato Viper, and I'm just going to go ahead and drop the Strato Viper. Uh, there are some, at least, some fun tidbits with the Strato Viper, like the that one where the uh, uh, his his uh, ground crew hated him, so it, it they took out his uh, breakout tool, and he got. You know, drowned in the sinking night, maybe. Right, and um, and that was a comic story. And then there was the the one on the cartoon with the the female Strato Viper that had a thing for Slipstream and great private, right? Yeah, yeah. Other right. than just just the caveat, absolutely loved that figure. Oh, neat figure, yeah, right? fantastic yeah. looking vehicle. One of yeah. my five, probably five favorite Cobra figures ever. But yeah, he, he didn't have more importance than where he's at, but. Salute, man. Love that thing. And he looks like a bad guy, too. You know, he does. Good color scheme. Yes, the Night Raven pilot's name was Raven. That was not yeah. not their not their uh, greatest moment. He later joined call. the Teen Titans. Right. <laughs> Up next uh, is Thrasher. I liked Thrasher. The snobby rich kid Dreadnought. I, I, I dug Thrasher, but I don't think he's any more than a corporal. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Mark, the vehicle's better than the better than the character or the figure. Also true. So yeah, he's private material. He's no monkey wrench. 
But at least he at least he's a vehicle driver with a little bit more personality than just he's the guy who drives this thing. Yeah, I did like that they made yeah. him, you know, rich punk, basically. Yeah. So that's cool, but Monkey Wrench eats his lunch all day long, I think. <laughs> Up next is the Viper. And you know what? I'm gonna give the Viper an exception here because I think this is where Cobra's whole structure gets reset. I mean, not only is it perhaps the most popular army builder, but everything was a Viper after this. Yeah. Yeah. Which, from a brand standpoint, was super smart. Right. Right. That, that it, they didn't have to come up with brand new names for five different troop builder Cobras every year. They were just the whatever Viper. Okay. Like, I, uh, I, I, I know the Televiper came first, but this is where this is where this was really set in stone. But again, just being a being a Viper, I, I can't go higher than Sergeant, but I think the Viper is even with the bat. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anybody? Yeah. Agreed. I, I am with you. I'm I'm surprised that there was never a really good singular Viper story. Like I guess there was one, but they made that Mercer and he sucks. You are so anti-Mercer, man. He has to be because everybody else likes Mercer. Yeah. But uh, up next is Wetsuit. And I think if if Leatherneck is a sergeant, then I think Wetsuit is probably a lesser sergeant. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fine with that. He's more important than any corporal. Yeah. He's he's a bigger deal there. And I, I think it's totally because... They built a character around him having, you know, bickering the the, the Navy Ricky, Marine rivalry, yeah. right? Bickering Ricky and Lucy fights with Leatherneck. So I, I got him on the sergeant line, although not quite as cool as some of these other sergeants. Uh, we got Xandar, the Invisible Dreadnought, and I think right. that puts right. him on the corporal line in case anybody, unless anybody has an argument. That's fine. That's He's fine. more important than the privates, but yeah, but yeah, like, going on. But that's about I it. think he had he had serious potential. Yes, but no, he never really got that star turn, right? No, yeah. he's kind of he's no. kind of goony looking. Yeah, it's a red hair, man. Uh, it, look, it's not the it's not the hair that makes him goony looking. Is it the lightning tattoos on the chest? Because I've been considering it's them. the it's the whole it's the whole Lisa Frank binder threw up on me vibe he's got going on. I guess that's fair. I like that he has shoulder pads that don't attach to anything. Yeah, it, I, it, it, I was I was gonna say he's he's from the street gang that uh, Lisa Frank's uh, block that grew she grew up on. But um, yeah, last is Zorana, and I think Zorana is. Somewhere in that sergeant major territory. Yep, she's very definitely, popular. Definitely a, higher than her brother. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, uh, certainly. Yeah. Well, higher than that brother, not the not the other one. And that fig, that figure though, man. That, that figure was so tough. Yeah. Brutal. But yeah. the new classified one that's coming out. Oh. Yeah. Amazing. They're making up for it. I think almost forty years later, but okay. Rack time, Rob. What do you got here? I'm leaning major. I can't. I mean, she's a big it. deal. She's a big deal in the cartoon. She jumps. She is a huge deal in the cartoon. She jumps ahead of you know the, all the other dreadnoughts and really a lot ahead of like a lot of the other cobras that you know getting introduced. She's a big deal for a while in the cart in the comic book too. Mm-hmm. True. 
she's got definitely got more longevity. I mean, partly because she didn't die, but I can't be putting Zorana on equal footing with Hawk and Serpentor. True. Like, Mindbender, maybe. But, yeah, they're in that same league. But no, uh, I don't know. I think Mindbender's like, a little bit bigger. Yeah, I, I got Mindbender. I can see, I can see, uh, I can the see the Dreadnoughts line. Yeah, on the major line, I think Mindbender's the most important guy. Yeah. But uh, but you were saying, Rob, I'm sorry. I Like I said, I can see the Dreadnoughts without Zorana a little easier than I can Cobra without Mindbender. Yeah, she's sergeant for me. Super sergeant. But Super sergeant. Yeah, you talked me into it. Top sergeant. EA. Joe Colton, what you got? I was fine with a with a high sergeant, so all right then. I guess that's where she's gonna be. If it, was, cla- if it was classified, Zorana. Oh, she'd be a major. <laughs> we'll draw it up, but yeah. Well we're what we're, about we're talking characters, so whatever. Is this what? earring Zorana or no earring Zorana? It, it is just Zorana. We, we can't tell they broke off. Yeah, right. <laughs> Fair enough. So there we go. That is that is your 1986 character tier list. It's definitive. Except no limit except no limitations, except no imitations. Uh, no ifs, ands, or buts. I keep thinking we're a little we were a little tough on on slipstream, but whatever. I don't. I'm, I'm saving that bad boy for antiquity. Right there, you can see me do it live. Go write it. We'll do it live. Boom. It's all downhill from here. It really is. Slowly, <laughs> slowly. Eighty-seven, eighty-eight. Well, not bad, but Rob, <laughs> Rob has famously thought that for about thirty-five years now. So, is, is it he, all? Is it a slow descent downhill, or does it? This is where he got off the bus all those years ago. I looked at Psych Out and went, mm, see ya. Yeah, but Night Force Psych Out. Still not cool. any good. He's, he's got radar dishes on his arms. So anyways, yeah, we're just, but they're, remo- they're removable. That's we are almost out of time, so we'll deal with that <laughs> when it comes up. Uh, Joe Colton, give us some shout-outs. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, shout out to you guys <laughs> hey. and the peanut gallery. Thank you guys for supporting us and tuning in every week and uh, putting up with us <laughs> right. in our shenanigans. Um, and uh, I don't know. Shout out know. to the people you did the you did the series with. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I could shout out to them. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe the guy you married. Do you know how busy it's been? Okay, so I would like to shout out to my husband, the wrist lock. He did make me dinner twice this week. Excellent. Crazy. And then we had Chinese food and we're eating Chinese food for two days straight now. Excellent. Um uh and then uh the cast, the crew, and um, the video effects guys, the directors, the actors of the Orville fan series, uh, Planetary Step. If there Wes cooks four more dinners next week than last week, 
He'll get upgraded to what I like to call marked status. <laughs> I'll let yeah. him know. Okay. So I'll let him know. Rack time, Rob. Rack time, Rob. Give us some shout outs. Uh, shout outs to, again, you know, the peanut gallery and to, and to all those graduating, you know, either this week or in the coming weeks. Uh, yeah. In, including the daughter of former host Gary Gatso. That's right. Yes, the yeah, the, yeah. We the the first couple of GI Joe fandom. You know, his daughter is graduating high school. Which boy doesn't that make you feel old? Yes, <laughs> I remember when she was a a toddler. <laughs> Not quite a toddler, but yeah. But yeah, like a young hadn't kid. even hit junior high yet. Yeah. Yeah, she was. Keep she it was rolling. We're running long. Come on. Right. Come on. Right. Come on. I'm seeing some shout outs for, you know, the people who have uh, had to deal with horrible tragedy this week and previous. Yeah. I could yeah. go on a real tirade, but I won't. Yeah, it it's, yeah. was a tough week to try and be on a silly G.I. Joe podcast. It was. And uh, shout out to you guys for, for making that a much better situation than I was really thinking this was going to be. Uh, Mark Weber, give us some shout outs. I mean, touching on the on the same uh, bit, but go in a slightly different direction. And and rack time, Rob, feel free to take a victory lap here or spin around like uh, <laughs> uh, like the glorious guy to all the teachers, right? Like I'm a, I work at a school, but I'm I'm I wouldn't call myself a teacher, but seeing how hard they work day in, day out, just the minutia that happens every day in a school that happens literally every day and can't be predicted that all the teachers and all the staff just adapt to. And the kids just roll through the day with no idea all the things that got tied together and picked up and helped out. And, uh, the, the, just the whole army of educators and staff who make every school day happen. Pretty amazing out there. So. I'm ready to kick your ass out of the world. What was that? So, that was my belly. I'm sorry. Joe, what did you do? Hello, I you. touched my phone. <laughs> well, anyway. So Don't all the that. educators and, and school yeah. staff out there, uh, congratulations on, on almost being done with the school year or being done with the school year. And please enjoy your summer and uh, I will echo that as well. I want to give a shout out to everybody watching us at home. Uh, whether you're catching us live, thank you. Uh, please remember to like the video, subscribe to the channel. If you're on Facebook, give us some kind of a reaction. Uh, we love those. Um, uh, and they, they, all those things help us uh, get circulated throughout the algorithms. Uh, but again, number one thing you can do to help us out, subscribe to the channel on YouTube, like the video there, uh, and, and leave us a comment. Uh, want to give a shout out to everybody who's watching us on recording. We love you guys too. We appreciate it. It's a holiday weekend. We know you all can't be with us live because you're on the road. You're traveling. You're doing other stuff. Uh, you got family time coming up. More power to you. Uh, we appreciate you all the same. Uh, want to give a shout out to our, our wonderful sponsors at Kokomo Toys. I uh, will sing the, the 10 second version of the theme song, Kokomo, Kokomo, Kokomo Toys. Kokomo Toys. Kokomo, Kokomo. Kokomo Toys. Beastie Boys uh, style. Right. Um, <laughs> And uh, give a shout out to you guys, to Rack Time Rob, to Joe Colton, to Mark Weber. And you know what? That'll do it. We'll get out here just under two hours. I'm Mike Irizarry. Thanks so much for joining us here on What's on Joe Mind.
Uh, we'll be back next week, Friday at nine. Uh, we will have no Mark Weber. We will have no Joe Colton. Uh, we will have the the mystery uh, guest host. Uh, but be sure to join us. Stinky on Sweet Dial. Right. <laughs> We're almost out of siblings, everybody. Almost. <laughs> have, have a great long weekend. Happy Memorial Day. Shout out to all who fell. Take care. Yo, Joe. <laughs>